Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on today. Thank you so much for doing that. We have a great show lined up for you today. Actually, we have a great number of shows lined up for you today on Transformation Talk Radio. After this show with Dr. Loretta Billups, we have another show and then another one at 11 because we have responded to what you want to hear more about. Today's show is absolutely one of the must-listen-to-watch shows, Relationships and Your Mental Health with Dr. Loretta Billups. Now, if you don't think that this is a thing it was actually a thing before COVID. Uh, fast forward to where we are. We're starting to get information in now with what it is and what it isn't. But here we are today talking about something so powerful, yet something you can do that allows you to cultivate your life. That's what Dr. Billups is all about. She is a clinician, a relationship and mental health coach, master's degree in forensic psychology. All of this sets the stage stage for what her passion really is. Her passion is to help each and every one of us as a coach, as a clinician, everybody out there step forward in the most optimal way you can. And it is so extremely difficult to do that when you have mental health challenges. I don't know how else to say it. I think we dance around mental health in the phrase. And I think for those of us that have lost people to suicide, my mom, I'm telling you, the dancing has got to stop. Mm -hmm. Dr. Billups, it's great to have you, right? What do yes, you think about that? Absolutely. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. The dancing has got to stop. The stigma has got to decrease. We have to have these conversations and really be transparent and open with each other and our loved ones and friends and talk about mental health because it's real and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Simone Biles. I need to start out with that for a moment. Uh, Simone Biles, it wasn't the first to open up the door. There were others, but it was on such a international <clears throat> platform. There have been many, many others, but this is not just a challenge for athletes. This goes on in each and every one of our lives. Let's, let's give people a baseline for this now. It's not just the Simone Biles or, you know, other people we see in the media. It really is right now a mass population issue, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's affecting, God, I, I, I've mentioned before, I work at a psychiatric hospital. We have children as young as six years old coming in. Um, this is an, a pandemic, an epidemic. Our mental health is struggling. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of resources. Unfortunately, oftentimes we come across situations where we don't have people to talk to. And so we 
internalized. And yeah. that's where the problem really begins. So I'm grateful to Simone Biles and other individuals who put that information out there and are not ashamed to say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm struggling and I need help. Yeah. And it allows people to ask for help. So, yeah. You know, my mom took her life uh, when I was seven years old, but I will say I really need to take my hat off to her courage because she didn't go quietly. You know, she left a series of letters for me and my sister, which we didn't actually know about until my dad died, but my stepmom kept them. And it really did shine the light and explain so many things. But here we are, and we often think, yeah, but I can get along really well. Yeah, you can if you live on your own planet. But the minute you enter your relationship with somebody, I don't care what that relationship is, oh my goodness, what comes out of that? Absolutely. So yeah, so you know, like you said, you maybe you're going along and you're like, I, I feel fine, everything is fine. But then you get into a relationship with someone and all of a sudden, maybe if they're intuitive or whatever, have, maybe they'll notice some changes within you, you know what I mean? Or maybe, maybe they're not. Um, it, it really just depends. But when you're in a relationship with someone and there's mental health problems, nine times out of 10, the relationship will start to go south because yeah. you're not, you're not, you're not at your best. You're not able to do the things that you normally enjoy, whether it's things you enjoy, you know, in your alone time or with your partner. So the relationship will unfortunately end up suffering. Yeah. And I love this question because I don't know that we're going to answer this question today, but it's the old, you know, it's a chicken and the egg question. And this is a question I know you must get. I know I get it, which is, well, wait a minute. Is it my relationship that caused my mental health challenges or did I have them before? You see how that little cycle goes. And, you know, the thing that I looked at or I have looked at, especially in my own family and especially with the people I work with is there's usually a sign, there's usually a sign that shows up whether you're in a relationship or not. There's usually a sign that points out to an area of vulnerability we should be aware of. Now, I'm not saying that this is what you bring into a relationship. I'm saying there may be a sign. But what's your experience? Is it that there's something that may exist before and then the relationship just triggers it? What have you seen? Um, I've seen I've seen it both ways. But majority, it's something that has existed before. Um, and I, I also have to bring up like, you know, the things that we experienced childhood. I uh, was working with uh, a client, a male, and he was expressing to me that, you know, he all of a sudden he started. This is according to him all of a sudden. But we know it's not all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he starts to become very uh, jealous of his partner and not wanting her to to go out with his friends. And he started to express a lot of uh, aggression towards her and, um, you know, started to be very controlling. And when we dissected that, what what we found out was this man had a extensive history of abandonment. Um, His mother was in and out of his life growing up. She was on drugs. Um, you know, he was neglected, mistreated, whatever have you. And because he had did what he thought was a good job of suppressing that, um, you know, it came up later in his current relationship where the minute his girlfriend was, you know, out of his sight 
for a couple of hours, he began to agonize. Is she cheating on me? When is she coming back? And things like that. So to answer your question, I think that it's something that we've had, um, you know, we experienced in our lives, whether it's with caregivers or previous relationships, and then we bring it into the current relationship. And again, that person suffers because of the things that you experienced in the past. You know, I, I mean, I want to talk about some things. I, I related to my mom a little bit, and clearly her letters to myself and my sister. Actually, she wrote them to her, my dad, but the letters really talk to some of the characteristics I want to go over with you now, because okay. it's one thing for us to see the event. By the time anything hits the media, we're so far beyond, you know, any kind of signs or symptoms, right? What are some of the characteristics that you've seen and and how often is it that we just be like pushing them aside? We're like, oh, OK, that was just a moment, but that's not really anything going on with me. Right. Denial is the enemy of mental health, I think, at some point. Right. Absolutely. It is. It really is. Um, so some of the characteristics in, in relationships um, that I see are like the argument, the arguing, the constant arguing or our bickering, um, self-centered lack of communication. Uh, we, in our last um, podcast, we talked about abuse, um, how that's a, a big issue. Um, maybe the relationship, the partner lacks goals or ambitions. And then of course, the infamous trust. That's always a big one when, when trust comes into the uh, relationship. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about trust for a minute because um, many people don't associate trust with any kind of mental health challenge. They, mm. you know, what we tend to do is we tend to look at trust in a relationship as its own body of something, but it might be, but there are other parts of this. Let's talk about it because trust has many different faces. There's, do we trust ourselves, right? Mm. Do we trust what other people are telling us? about right. ourselves or a relationship? Right. Uh, do we trust what we feel on the inside? Do we trust what the other person's doing? So can you talk about you know, where trust lays itself out and how it contributes to the stress in a relationship and whether or not it, that leads to toxicity between the people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like I mentioned, trust is a, is a big factor in relationship and as you stated, you know, trusting myself or trusting my partner, whatever the situation is. Um, but when you are in a relationship and there's issues regarding uh, lack of trust, I think it, people often develop some sort of paranoia and you absolutely feel like, hmm, am I going mad? You know, like, am I hallucinating? Are these delusions? You know, what's going on? You, you start to not trust yourself. Um, and maybe you're making these things up in your head. Um, you know, I, I often think about my experience with my um, ex-husband and the things that he would relate to me, um, you know, saying like, for example, oh, maybe you're, you're just making these things up in your head. And you're, you're like, well, am I? <laughs> you start to second guess yourself, you know? Um, so trust is, is, a, is a big issue in relationships. And I think once the trust is gone, um, again, the relationship will falter. And it, it's not like you can't rekindle and have the, the relationship develop again once you build a trust, but it takes a lot of work. And sometimes people just don't have the energy or the time to do that. 
when we look at this and we take a look at what's in front of us, you know, I think it's one of the hardest things, um, Dr. Billis, I think one of the hardest things is to really have that moment of awakening. You know, that moment where, albeit maybe fleeting, a fleeting moment, it's a wake up moment. Mm -hmm. It's where something that happens, right? You see something and what it does then is it gives us information. I don't want to say that it gives us information that's so obvious, but we have a sense that something is not right. We have a sense of something's not right in the relationship. We have a sense of something may not be right with me. And, and I use that term very loosely. You know, when I say the word right, what I mean is, you know, we're not in harmony. There's something that's out of harmony. There's a dissonance, so to speak. Right. You know, because harmony is what we're shooting for here. Right. 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 Um, at some level. And I wanted to ask you, when we get that sense, right? What can we say to people to help them not ignore it or throw it to the side? Because then we have to talk about what it leads to and how it might accelerate into something other than just a sign. It could develop into anxiety. It could develop into so many things. Mm -hmm. But what should people know about that moment that their eyes are wide shut and they realize oh, something's a little off here. Yeah. I would always say, trust your gut. Always go with your gut. If you're feeling that something is off and, you know, things aren't jiving right, trust your gut. You know, uh, if you have a friend that you have been in a relationship with for quite some time and they know you in and out and you feel that they are very supportive, have a conversation with them. Like, you know, I've been experiencing these things and, you know, is it me? Is, is this reality? Um, you know, kind of help me walk through this, help me process this, but always, always go with your gut. I don't think our, our gut is there for a reason. And I don't think it's going to, to lead us astray. Um, you know, when those hairs stand up on the back of your neck, it's for a reason. So, you know, go with what you're feeling because oftentimes you're, you're correct. And we always want, you know, to have someone to, uh, as I like to say, like, amen, like go along with this. Um, and, and if you need that, fine. Like I said, find that friend, but mostly trust your gut. You, nine times out of 10, you're, you're right on it. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to really start to look at this and peel this back. You know, for many of us, we have been in situations where we knew something, life, whatever you want to call it, we just had a sense that something wasn't the way it was to be to get us to happiness. Mm -hmm. There was something that was going on and we didn't quite know what it was. When we come back, we're not only going to talk with Dr. Billups about, you know, what are the first signs of mental health? But what are their cousins? What are the strange bedfellows that you would never recognize, perhaps, and think, oh, wait a minute, this is a mental health issue, and it is putting my relationship at risk. Now, coming up for the holidays, everybody, this mm -hmm. is a big topic. We're just winding ourselves into this holiday. Remember, we have not had this holiday quite like we're having it right now in a couple of years. So there's a whole lot of stuff going on right now about this. 
But what should you be aware of? We're going to take a short break and then you're going to be so excited to hear what the first cousins, who they are, what they do, and what the heck you can do about those cousins. Let's take a short break, Benny. Jacob, we'll be right back. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. It's time to tap into your divine self through angelic guidance. Join your host, Cindy Smith, and co-hosts in The Angel Empowerment Show, From I Can't to I Can, airing every Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn from four of the best angel empowerment practitioners in the field. Together, they will share experiential teachings and offer live, on-air professional angel card readings and much more. For more information, visit CindySmithAEP.com. Do you get stuck in that someday attitude, living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You are made for more. I'm Coach Lisa, and I'm here to help you achieve ultimate life satisfaction. Your life matters to the world. Reimagine your future with an individualized life by design approach with my free ebook, The Five C's of Coaching Commitment, Clarity, Coachable, Creative, and Change. Find the transformation you're looking for. Go to lisabelts.com. That's L Y S A B E L T Z.com. Hey, everybody, welcome. We are taking this conversation right to you. Many of you have been asking, look, we're coming up on this holiday and there are some concerns. Uh, Everything from, I I just had an event that I normally, you know, we would do this event every year, but we haven't done it for three years. And we thought we were going to be doing it next Saturday and just got an email that said, no, it's where people are just not feeling safe enough to do that. And so because of that, that turns everything up, but it also turns up things that have been going on. You may call them triggers, whatever you want to call them, but here's what we know. It doesn't 
matter what we label something. What matters is that you're recognizing something is going on that doesn't feel great to you or doesn't feel great in the relationship, and you probably don't know what to do. I'm going to take a minute here, Dr. Billups, if you could let people know how they get a hold of you, how they can contact you, all of the above. Please do that right now. Sure, absolutely. So it's drdr.billups, B-I-L-L-O-U-P-S, at cultivatingyourlife.com is my email. Phone number is 424-287-7410, or you can check out my website, cultivatingyourlife.com. Okay, so uh, what I want to talk about is now we fast forward, you now have the rec recognition of something's not going right, but there are challenges that are now going to show up in relationships, and they're going to be challenges, let's just say relationships and the intersection between mental health, whatever that's going to look like. Now, I want to use the word relationship a little bit loosely, but I also want to use it in, in a very concrete way. Sometimes when we say relationships, we mean that love partner, that partner where it, that person, you know, spouse, partner, marriage, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. uh, it, that person, your person. But there are other relationships that you have. And so, you know, just for the record here, we're recognizing all of them. You know, believe me, when I hear people talk about the holidays, they are talking about a wide range of things and they are talking about a wide range of things that cause the first cousins of mental health or mental challenges. They're talking about these two things, right? Dr. Billups, right? You know, it doesn't matter what it is. We're subjected to having how, whatever, whatever our mental state is, have some kind of impact on the people around us. Absolutely. And like you said, we're, you know, there's all sorts of relationship, you know, earlier we were talking about intimate partner relationships, but a relationship can be, of course, mother and daughter, father, son, you know, coworkers, whatever have you. Um, so there's all sorts of relationship, but those, those cousins that we are referring to is anxiety and depression, not your first cousin, not your second cousin, but anxiety and depression. And, and typically what happens is, Dr. Pat, is you start to develop the symptoms of anxiety first, and then it trickles in. If not controlled, if not addressed, then it trickles into depression. So let's just talk about these. And we're talking about a trickle into depression, but I want to be very clear about what that trickle is. Whenever we're talking about anxiety, whenever we're talking about something that's going on that really just turns our stomach on the inside for lack of a better word or phrase mm -hmm. um it just gets things churning is there a point by which we move from anxiety right where it becomes that place that then moves into or now encompasses depression right because you can be an anxious about a number of things right anxious about going to a party this like this party that was canceled you know, right. people got really anxious as we got closer to the date where they're like, you know, big 30 people in a room on a white elephant kind of thing is like going to work for us, right? So there was some level of anxiety. How does this work in relationships? You know, and can you stop this or can you do something about it at the anxiety point? 
I, I think you can do something about it and design a plan, but I think you first need to recognize that you're anxious. As you mentioned, there's many reasons to be anxious. I mean, anxiety will creep in <clears throat> when we're we're doing our best, you know, and, and, and let's be honest, and some anxiety is good. You know, if you have a paper that needs to get turned in and you're in crunch time, yeah, I'm going to be a little anxious, but that's a good thing because that's going to allow me to, to make me work more diligently or whatever have you. Anxiety is a problem when it's consuming you, when it's, it's taking you out of your comfort zone. Anxiety is a problem when you are no longer able to do the things that you normally do because of, of fear, right? Because that's where it stems from. It's, it's fear, it's worries, all those things. That's when it starts to, to become a problem. And in your relationships, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, you're becoming anxious, your, your partner may recognize that, right? Because I'll share with you that I've been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. And so what that feels like sometimes is impending doom, right? You feel like you're going to die when your heart is racing, when you're having trouble focusing and in these attacks come out of nowhere, it's, it's scary. It's scary. And because of those things, you may become a little isolated and not as communicative as you were before and it may pick up in your relationship and it really does cause a problem if not addressed yeah i mean what we're talking about here is a state of being it, that many people don't wake up uh, on on a day they don't wake up and they and say to themselves oh i think i want to be depressed today and so this is really, I want to get back to something we started to talk about earlier. You know, the fact that we saw the pinnacle of a mental health challenge at the Olympics with Simone Bile, mm -hmm. that does not mean that that started like at the Olympics. And right. so there are signs and there are symptoms. What does anxiety look like for the people that are listening? You know, I gave you a case of my friends. And the light bulb, like, we really miss you all, but hello, 30 people at a white elephant, even with masks, really scared some people, really yeah. scared people. Yeah, yeah. So the symptoms of anxieties, you know, differ for um, many of us. I've talked to a lot of patients who uh, shared their symptoms, and I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a different one. Didn't know that one. But for majority of society, symptoms of anxiety would be like the restlessness, the rapid heartbeat, sometimes the tingling sensations in your extremities, nausea sometimes, the dry mouth. Um, as I mentioned earlier with me, I've had the impending doom, uh, sleep disturbances, insomnia is a big one, maybe having trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, yeah. or waking Huge. up really early, uh, the clammy hands. Uh, those are some of the physical symptoms of anxiety that, you know, majority of, I think, society will say that they've experienced. Yeah. You know, I want to just talk to one of these because we're going to we're, we're going to go to the next thing about this. Um, you know, there are other ways that mental health can be affected. But I just want to talk about one thing that you mentioned in particular, because it is a thing and it is the one thing that we blow off. And it is the many faces of. I can't get a good night's sleep. Mm. And I say many faces because I just went through this myself and had to figure out, you know, what is going on here or did my clock set? Did my clock set? You know, since I started the earlier shows, my clock now 
isn't getting up at six, it's getting up at 4.30 because I have to be there for, right? Right. But there are just other things that cause people to stay up. And let me just throw a couple out there and I'd love for you to comment. You know, I just felt like watching that new television series that was on. Okay. And then when you find out, okay, like what? You watched it all night and, <laughs> and you've got to go to work or you're going to do something else. You see, aren't there these signs that are masked with the, let's just call it, the energy is, oh, I just wanted to. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they are definitely signs. I just wanted to, for sure. Um, it, it's funny that you say that because I tend to fall asleep watching murder mysteries and you would think. <laughs> I know I do too. Isn't that weird? <laughs> but it just lulls me to sleep. But yeah. anyway, that's, that's just me. But yeah, I think um, when it comes to insomnia, um, first of all, you want to rule out a couple of things because as we get older, right, our internal clocks are are changing, and there's some could be some other line, other underlying health concerns that could cause insomnia. But if it's you know if you, if you've got your clean bill of health from your doctor, and it's just that you may be having some stress, then you definitely want to practice good sleep hygiene. So, for example, you don't want to fall asleep or have murder mystery playing on your TV. Probably shouldn't even have a TV in your room. Um, you know what I mean? Lighting is one thing, you know, maybe make it as dark as possible, have a glass of tea, maybe a glass of red wine, something to start relaxing. I personally put on at 9.05, my phone goes off to tell me, hey, it's time to start winding down. And so I start pre preparing, right? So maybe it's a hot shower. Um, maybe it's uh, turning off any any lighting, any computer, any phone or whatever have you start saying goodnight, shut my phone off, no longer checking emails. I start preparing myself uh, for it's, it's time to sleep. So you just want to start definitely practicing good sleep hygiene to help with those nights that are, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're not able to fall asleep. Yeah, I want to talk to this issue for a minute because this is a whole nother show we should be doing. But related, related to anxiety and relationship is this addiction to our phones. And the, today's show is not about that, but it is related to it. And I want to talk to it for a minute because, you know, there are some other things that really show up that have us question our sanity. You know, and we may say that, like I, I said something to Linda the other day you know, out loud. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it was just unusual for me to say. But I want to talk about what you said. You have to turn those off. I had to stop getting emails on my phone. I get 100 emails an hour. I have multiple okay. accounts. And I just, some, for some reason, we thought that would be a good idea. And I'm like, no, I can remote access my computer and do it. But just that alone helped me. But there are other things. So even the best trained person has a hard time completely, completely muting their phone at night. Like you keep the vibrator thing on and that thing is going on through the whole night. Like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like every time you get a text on something, I go, yeah. right? And yeah. for some reason, we think if I turn that off, the sky's going to fall in. Right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I call it FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, like just in case. And then the other part too, for me, I had to, it's this part of control, right? Yeah. You want to be able to know what's going on. You don't want to miss out. Uh, maybe you're a parent and you have concerns about your children. You want to make sure that they can still have access to you, but you have to learn to let go of that because it, you are not going to be able to fulfill or be good to anyone else if you or yourself, if you're lacking sleep. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Sleep is so vital. Um, it really, you know, days without sleep can cause psychosis. We're not trying to do that. We're just trying to be able to get up and function and be productive members. But it's, I think at the end of the day, it's really about control and, and not wanting to miss out. So you just have to let it go. You know, it's interesting we're talking about this because I want to talk about, I want to just lay a platform for uh, what a healthy relationship is before we go in and talk about some of these other things, right? Before we start to question our insanity. Um, and I want to talk about a healthy relationship. We're not going to cover in today's show so much of narcissistic personality disorder and what happens like if you're in a relationship with that person, because that's a whole show we can do. And that is a serious, serious serious thing. But there are things that Dr. Bill is going to talk about now, which would give you indications, right? That there's something amiss. There's something not working. So let's talk about a healthy relationship. So we have something to, some people are thinking like, I don't even know what you, I mean, like all my relationships are like <laughs> this, right? Yeah. You know, they just like, just like that Carrie Underwood song, right? <laughs> but uh, but that's not true. We can have the, we can hope for a healthy relationship. What does that look like for you? So a healthy relationship is definitely, I could communicate with my partner. They're receptive, they're understanding, they're supportive. Um, maybe my mood is, is different. I have an elevated mood. Um, I'm happier, uh, maybe jovial, more relaxed, more pleasant. That's kind of what a healthy relationship looks like. And, and definitely a decrease in stress, you know? Um, it's a wonderful thing when you come home to a partner um, and dinner's already done, you know, maybe the kid's homework is already done, you know, those things so that you can allow, it can allow you to decompress your day and just enjoy an evening with your family, you know? Yeah, I mean, there are acts of kindness there are acts of kindness on both people's part. And this is a little confusing for people because they want to use this latest codependent label. And I'm just telling you folks, here's what, here's what's not codependent. What this, this is it. When you actually want to do something for somebody that is not codependent, that yeah. when you really want to do something for somebody, it's not like, oh, I should, I could have, I would have, I'm going to feel horrible if I don't. I'm going to, no, when you actually want to do something like cook, clean, whatever you want to do, that's a want, that's a desire, it makes you smile, makes you happy. But yeah. let's now talk about what gets in the way of that happy relationship. You know, I mean, what is it? Uh, you know, Pharrell's like happy dance, whatever that is that we saw where everybody was dancing happy. I had a group of friends say to me, that is just not the truth. So it's always going to be the naysayers to the happy song. But let's talk about this because you desire to want to have that feeling and yet something pops up as an indicator that says, oh my goodness, let's talk about the S word. 
stress. I remember being executive in HR in a Fortune 50 company. And I remember bringing this in to the executives. I reported to the executives and I said, we have got to have an EAP. And I oh. think they thought I meant free lunches. I said, <laughs> no, not EAT, EAP, Employee EAP. Assistant Program, okay? Right, right. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, I work for a company and they, I thought they were going to throw me out of the room until one of the vice presidents who was the head of the software um, organization <laughs> talked about the stress his people were feeling about missing a deadline that can cause the entire phone systems we have to shut down. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about stress because we're coming into the holidays. We blow this mm -hmm. thing off. We're coming out of three years of COVID. We think it's over. We think we're cured. And yet my white elephant was canceled. Hmm. Right, right. Stress. Oh, God, the S word. <laughs> yeah. It, in some instances, you know, as with a lot of things, stress can be good. Like I said, if you are trying to meet a deadline and, you know, you really need to get something done. Yeah, that's good stress. It's, it's when it's prolonged. Right. And then it starts to affect you physically. That's when it's a real cause for concern. And some of the physical symptoms you can get from prolonged or chronic stress is definitely the heart issues, maybe racing heart, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, stomach issues. I've had a lot of people complain about like, you know, digestive problems, not being able to um, digest their food properly or feeling nauseous or just like really crabby um, changes in sex drive. You know what I mean? Definitely. In that area, you're probably not interested at all. Um, the headaches is another one I hear a lot about. People getting constant um, headaches almost on a daily basis. Nothing seems to be working. They're going to the doctor um, because at this point, the headaches are so often they think, you know, we everybody likes to um, go to Google and WebMD themselves and like, oh my God, I have a tumor um, because of some <laughs> of the symptoms that they, um, they are having. Um, Acne is another one. You're thinking, okay, I'm an adult. Didn't I already pass this stage in my life? And all of a sudden you start to develop acne all over your face. So yeah, stress, stress is a, is a big thing in, a, in the relationships. And as you mentioned, is that time of year, you know what I mean? We're all trying to please our loved ones, you know, pick up things for our kids to make them happy um, and not realizing that, you know what I mean? We're emptying out our accounts because we're so busy trying to please other people. Um, but it causes, it does cause a lot of stress. And these are the things you really need to look for. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a couple of really, I think, seriously important ones in a minute. But before we do, Dr. Billups, I think it's so important that people know how to get a hold of you, you know, what you're doing in the world now to help with this and so much more, how they can contact you. Let's take a moment to do that because when we, because after this, we're going to talk about the two, and I'm going to say three now that have reached the point of beyond obsession, but addiction. But before we do that, how do people, how do people get a hold of you? So you could email me at drdr.billups at cultivatingyourlife.com. And it's spelled B-I-L-L-O-U-P-S. You can definitely give me a call at 424-784-2410 or check out the website 
cultivatingyourlife.com. And on there, it'll give you a bunch of information about relationship and mental health coaching. And then there's also a page where you can uh, reach out, reach out to me and I'll respond with typically within 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Thank you for that. Because what I'm about to talk about now is something that you, you brought up. I'm going to hold paranoia for a moment off the list for a second, because we have got to address drugs, alcohol, and food right now. Now, newsflash, if you haven't heard me say this before, online alcohol sales reached an all-time high. The percentage over and above before COVID, the percentage went up to 750%. Now, why am I bringing it up? Because it's not going down. It's not like a COVID thing anymore. And so let's talk about this because now we're into whatever you want to call it, fear, anxiety, depression, whatever that feels like for you, you're in a relationship and man, I just need to numb myself, right? Mm -hmm. And believe me, food is part of that list for me. I don't know about you, Dr. B. Yeah, definitely. Uh, We want to suppress and ignore and just hope that by the time we look up, everything is gone. And we do that with these vices, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or as you mentioned, um, food, right? Because in that moment, when we're consuming these things, it makes you feel better, right? I don't have to think about work. I don't have to think about the trauma that I experienced in the past. In this moment, right now, I feel good. You know what I mean? I'm eating my favorite meal or whatever have you. I'm drinking my favorite whatever. Um, But, you you know, it tends to allow you to stay present. But here's the thing. When you sober up, when you digested your food, everything that you try to numb, everything that you try to suppress comes crashing back. Right. We we for that moment, you feel amazing. But that's just a Band-Aid. That's just a Band-Aid. You literally need to have these conversations, you know what I mean? But it is that time of year where we indulge and, you know, you start to say, well, just one more or whatever have you. And, you know, sometimes it's okay, but it's, again, it's when it becomes excessive and then it's, it's taking you away from responsibilities. It's taking you away from relationships. Um, I can no longer rely on you. You're no longer um, able to be accountable. That's when it becomes a problem. You know, look, I have been working um, in the addiction and recovery arena with uh, with women. Women, I work with women that are in recovery for about 30, 30 plus years, a little longer than that. Uh, that was my mother's, one of my mom's issues was, you know, back then to silence women, you gave them prescriptions. They used to call them barbiturates, the same thing, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call them. But then you couple that with alcohol and you set you set a woman that normally would be stable on a whole different course. Now, I have heard some things in my time. I have heard some, I've heard some things. For the average person, when you hear some of these things, you could say, oh, that makes sense. But for people like you and me, and I want to say this to all of you listening, if if your husband or your partner or your spouse, or whatever you want to call, whatever you call them, orders a case of vodka and tells you that it's good to have it in the house in case somebody gets wounded or injured, like this is something from a Western movie, like they need to have it. Two questions you ask yourself. 
oh, really? Did you have to buy the most expensive vodka on the planet to put it on a wound? And really a case and whatever happened to rubbing alcohol? So there are some things, there are just some things that are so far over here. Don't let that make sense to you to help someone. You see what I'm saying? Now that was actually said to me. So that's not a made up story. That's a for real story. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of vodka. That's a lot of vodka. And I'm like, oh my God, couldn't you get the $2.39 vodka, right? That matches the price of rubbing alcohol. I mean, for a minute I bought it because it was at the moment where there was nothing on the shelves. Yeah. There wasn't rubbing. Right. Okay. But then I thought, come on. Right. But this is what I want to talk with you about. We have to be able to question things now ourselves. We have to be able to look at the people we love in our lives. We have to do it in a caring, loving way. And I want to talk to you about that in the few minutes we have left. Because clearly when that person did say that to me, I knew they were in pain. Yeah. You know, I didn't go, come on, you you know. But let's talk about if you come up against this now, going into the holidays, we have to remember compassion, empathy, and then you still have to take action. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people are hurting. You know what I mean? This is as, as joyous as this time of year is, you know, you get to hopefully be with loved ones and, and share gifts and whatever have you. This can also be a time of year where you lost someone. This That's could right. also be a time of year where, um, you know, maybe you don't have any family and, and you're alone. You know, this time of year, it, it, although for most is joyous, for some people, they would probably prefer to skip it all together because yeah. it's so painful. And 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 wait in a way to bury pain and hurt is mm-hmm. to start drinking, is to indulge in substances and like you said, um, food and other addictions. You know, let's not forget gambling. Gambling is another form of addiction that very yeah, good. in that moment you feel amazing, and then you check your account. And you're like, I literally lost everything, you know. And we do need to have compassion for other people. I think, um, you know, we live in a very judgmental society, and you look at someone, you see someone, you know, maybe inebriated or whatever have you. Your your first thought is, again, you know, there they go again. There go Uncle Joe or whatever have you. But Uncle Joe could very well be hurting. And if you maybe if you take the time to have that conversation with that person, like, hey, what's going on? That's maybe right. you notice that the the drinking has increased, you know. Um, maybe you notice that, you know, they're taking a little longer coming home from work because they're stopping at the the drugstore. Um, you could smell it. They reek of alcohol or whatever the situation may be. Have some compassion. Have those conversations. Um you know, and, and do it in a way that it's, it's, you're showing empathy and, you know, not pointing fingers, um, you know, really try to understand what people are going through. And, and if at all possible, offer, offer them help, offer them support. Maybe they don't want to talk about it, but just let them know when you, when you're ready, I'm here, Yeah. you know, and that's what we really need. And, you know, I want to say something. If your relationship is good, you still have to put the time and energy into keeping that good thing going, you know, and I say good because there's no other word for it, but you know, you're in that relationship. Things are just, they're just working. 
there aren't the big things that come up. There may be the little thing, like you burnt the turkey or something, but but they're not the big things. You still have to nurture that. You still have to be aware of the things that you and I are talking about. Because one night, everybody's going to bed at the same time, and all of a sudden, no one of you is watching television all night long. See, that's these are things we have to be aware of. Let's talk about what we can help people with as they go into this holiday. Because for a lot of people, Dr. B, right, this, they haven't done this in a while. You know, we were Zooming the turkey last year, right? <laughs> that's what we did. We had a Zoom turkey dinner. Right. Um, but now people are flying home or they're, they're you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're You're entering the world of you don't know what you don't know now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're able to come together um, in a way that we really haven't yeah. been able to in the last couple of years, which is, is a good thing. Um, I'm excited about it um, to see yeah. our family flying in this year myself. Um, but again, it really does go back to, you know, having compassion and accepting each other and loving each other and realizing that, hey, we might not have too many trips around the moon ourselves. So let's take the time that we have and yeah. just really embrace each other and, and support our loved ones, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I have to tell you, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend who's having some really one thing after the other and, and who actually lost a husband a year ago. And, you know, one of the things that I'm watching is the advice people are giving her, like, you know, just wait three years, just wait three years. See how, like, for what? Like, wait, wait to see what's going to be built over there for three years. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing we've learned, we've learned not to wait when it comes to relationships and people, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if you, you know, and losing someone i don't know how long they were together but a loss is a loss right yeah. it's, it's avoiding your life yeah. um and you know people are quick to give their opinions like you said wait three years or whatever <laughs> happened but what if i find someone and and you know we connect and this person allows me to feel alive again because for so long I've been, you know, crying and, and been in the dark and they allow me to feel loved. Why not embrace that? Why not allow that? So yeah, take, take it in. Yeah. So the way, so what I'm thinking is if it can happen on the Hallmark channel, it can happen in your life. That's just, <laughs> that's a rule, that's a rule to live by. Thank you so much for today. Uh, again, please provide some information and what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today, Dr. Billups? I think what I would like to leave you and the audience with is just, this is a season of compassion and love, but let's extend this season throughout 2023. It doesn't just have to be Christmas. It doesn't have to be a new year. Just let's love each other, respect each other and take care of each other. But most importantly, take care of yourself. Thank you. And again, how do we get a hold of you? How do we find out more about what you're doing? Uh, so again, you can go to Dr. I'm sorry, my email is dr.billups at cultivatingyourlife.com or you can check out my website at cultivatingyourlife.com and I have any upcoming events and again, resources on my site that you can utilize and just information that will help you along your way on this journey we call life. Thank you for taking this conversation on. You know, there, there are those of us like you and me 
who probably grew up watching some sort of, I grew up with horror stories. So when you said, when you said murder mysteries put you to sleep, American Horror Story put me to sleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was about New York City. Thank you so much for everything you do. Have a happy, happy holiday and much same. love to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Jacob, thank you. Benny, thank you. Uh, to all of you, we're going to take a short break. More to come on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back. <laughs> 